Welcome to Top Floor Thinking. This is your host, Enoshi Damali, and as you may realize at this moment that we are in quarantine because of coronavirus. Yes, coronavirus. COVID-19 has swept not only this nation, but this whole entire globe. I want to say two-thirds, if not three-fourths of this globe is infected. And because of that, we are quarantined low-key. Now, it sounds dramatic, but then it really it isn't. We're not quarantined. We're quote-unquote social distancing ourselves. However, this is very abnormal to what I know versus what I know to ever have happened in history. Now, some background knowledge for those who probably will listen to this podcast 30 years from now and be like, oh my God, a historical fact. Um... This all started, I want to say, probably a month and a half ago, two months ago. Um, briefly, from my point of view, my knowledge, I saw on Facebook or like, oh, this disease, the virus is hurting people. I didn't even know it had a name, honestly. I wasn't like, checking for a name. I just know something was killing people in China. And then I've heard that like a doctor who was really trying to get this information out there he wanted to pass away from coronavirus. And then I want to say it got real when uh, they were saying black people can't get coronavirus. I was like, oh, it's lit. Or no, it didn't say that. It kept saying that um, the black people who got coronavirus, they were able to be treated and cured for it. So it was like, we really couldn't get it. That's all I knew from it. So when they told me that, you know, I didn't give a fuck about it. I was like, ah, oh, it's not, a, it's not a black person disease. You know, we get sickle cell. Sometimes it's for other people to get their own shit. Anywho, um, not sickle cell is not like something you could catch. So that's different. Anyway, um, I remember like being in class and one of my scholars saying, oh, um, Ms. Chapman, two black people survived or just bringing up coronavirus. Very simple. And then it's gotten real. I'm in school one day and my DSO says I cannot give kids high fives, I could only give them elbow, elbow pumps or like, uh, what's this thing? Forearm to forearm bumps. Um, okay. What? Sure. Why not? And so, you know, now we're taking it a little more seriously. Now I guess, um, it's coming to the States. How there was a cruise ship that had like, I want to say probably 14 cases of coronavirus. And we brought that shit to California. Who's we? Um, 45. You know who he is. I don't have to say his name for you to know who I'm talking about. But it was his choice to bring them. I think. Why not just his choice? I mean, they were Americans, so I guess it's whatever. But even cruise ships don't even pay taxes. American cruise ships. So they didn't have to come here. Well, at least they came here and that's another, like, an island because that would have been upsetting. So that was one case. And then uh, that was, like, two weeks ago. Now, my last day at work was Thursday. Thursday, I've been, uh, wow, it's been a week already. This is crazy. Thursday, we were our last day of school because, um, come to find out, because March is a day where there's not really many holidays. As a charter school, since you work from 7 to 4, yes, 7 to 4, plus coming there early, plus leaving late. Anywho, as a charter school, um, they have to give us a day off just to keep rapport. And they, we chose a Friday because that Sunday was daylight savings time. So we lost an hour, might as well get a whole day off, right? So last day was Thursday. 
we got an email about it. Oh, if you know, people are saying if you're sick, stay home. Like for two weeks, it's been like real prevalent, but still like, eh, you know, ha ha. The kids making up songs. Then Friday, we get an email saying that schools closed until April to March thirtieth. All right, two weeks off. Okay, that's cool. Um, I'm not mad at that. Then. I'm like, if we're closed, we have to wait to DOE to see what they're really doing. So, but DOE hasn't closed yet. They haven't even said anything. But I'm guessing Achievement First trying to hold down their stakeholders or whatever. Not just, but you know, any charter schools trying to make sure their stakeholders feel confident in them and their decisions. Bill de Blasio then announces on Sunday, the day before Monday. So many public schools thought they were still open until Sunday night that he's closing schools until April 20th. Yes, that pause is much, ne- much needed and very necessary because, understand, my spring break is the 6th of April to the 12th of April. And you're saying that I won't be back until after spring break, after DOE spring break. So you're saying that hopefully... I'm even able to have a spring break because coronavirus, no one's really traveling. I mean, my old friend from high school, she is a um, flight attendant. Um, Based on what she's tweeting, I guess people are still taking um, flights out. And flights are really cheap because no one's trying to buy them because, you know, supply demand. No one wants the virus, so the demand is down, so no one's traveling. But, you know, people are still traveling. It's like 10 people on, like, a regular bus. I mean, regular plane. Not a jet, like a, you know, 30-footer. Not 30 feet. I don't know, 300 seats. I don't fly planes like that. I mean, I do, but I'm not equipped. Anywho, I don't know what a bow, a Boeing is. But that's how it's going right now. That's the scenario. So, since Sunday. Now, this Sunday, I'm talking about the one that happened seven days ago. Today is March 22nd. You may hear this March 23rd. So the one that happened like 10, 10, 7 to 10 days ago was the last day I was home and stayed home. Because Friday I wanted to go out. Saturday I wanted to go out. Sunday, did I go out? I don't know what I did. I think it was my mom's house. I mean, I was probably, oh, I know what I did. I ain't going to say anything. Anyway, but um, yeah, I was out dying and bopping, trying to have my best time. And my stepdad was trying to, like, tell me the severity of the situation. And since then, I've been home all day. I think I've been out twice since corona has been unleashed unleashed on us. So, how am I passing the time? Yes, again, I have all the time in the world. I'm doing what I should be doing, like homework and work work and setting up for remote learning to teach the kids come the 30th. Yes, we're going to be... Zooming 11-year-olds, like, it's crazy. Oh, but before I dive into that, I just want to shout out, like, Governor Cuomo. You know, it's not the policy section of the conversation, but you know how I got all the politics. I got to shout out Governor Cuomo for being New York City's commander-in-chief right now because 45 is not doing it. If anything, he's telling us all types of lies, saying that you can take lupus medicine to cure the virus, which is like, I don't want to take this anything because they say I have it. Or I don't want people thinking they can just take drugs. Oh, I'm going to pop this drug or sell this drug. Now lupus is a top-selling drug on the black market. Uh, I'm going with my governor. And although he's a Republican, 
Um, I'm a moderate. I'm a moderate Democrat. I mean, it's, I, I can definitely be bipartisan in situations. And um, I'm here to hear what people are to say. And leadership is leadership. So, um, and de Blasio, he ain't showing out. So, I guess Republicans winning right now on the New York side. Anyway, there's some facts from PIX11. Um, the Javits Center, SUNY... Sony Brook, SUNY Westbury, and the Westchester Convention Center have been identified as possible locations for temporary hospitals. Governor Cuomo will tour the sites on Saturday. So you probably did this already. I haven't gotten an update, but I'll find out. Uh, the state is sending 1 million N95 masks to New York City and 500,000 N95 masks to Long Island. An additional 500,000 ma 500, masks will be distributed to hospitals throughout the state. I'm not sure if I said that right, but this is 500,000 to both New York City, Long Island, and additional for like the state in general. Now, just so I can make it clear, we don't have face masks. And I'm talking about the ones that, not just, you know, to take a relaxation. Oh, it's the beauty supply store. Definitely has a face mask. And I tried one out this weekend. And I used to hydrate in one. My skin feels good. But no, we don't have the surgical masks. And why? Why not? Because we won't take them from who? Who is World's Health Organization? They're like the, um, who's some people? The UN for health, right? And... Trump didn't take the mask, nor the test kits from who, because honestly speaking, he thinks that if we test, have tests in America, that more cases will come up, which will make him seem like he don't know what he's doing, and seem like he's the reason why there's so many cases in America, but honestly, he's made it worse, because we should have the test. I think every teacher should be taking the test so we can get back to school. That's not the story, but Cuomo is bringing the mask and having 500000 for not only New York City, Long Island, and actually for the state. Uh, Cuomo has requested from the federal government four field hospitals each with 250-person capacity and four U.S. Army Corps of Engineering Temporary Hospitals. Pretty much, he wants to get a, a military ship that can cater to 250 people. And I'm not saying that's including doctors and victims of the COVID-19 and he wants to think, has some not only in New York City's harbors, but even San Francisco Bay. Because again, coronavirus came on a cruise ship, and that shit came to California first. And right now, Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom, and he's a Democrat. He's also fine. A white man, you know. Anyway, um, he's declared that everyone has to even, can't even leave California. Like, they got to be in house because the chances are that 56% of the population, 5-6% of Californians will be infected with coronavirus by the end of the next eight weeks. So Cuomo not only saving New York City, but he out here saving the Bay, trying to save Americans altogether, keep that blue on blue, you know, blue states. And the FDA is sending New York 10,000 trials of a new drug ther therapy, hydrocyclorinic, and Zythromax. Remember, I was saying how, I'm not sure if I said it, but if I didn't say it, I was thinking it. But the hydrocycloronic, quinic, quinine, quinine, I'm sorry. I'm a science teacher, but I, I know math. It's just a bit of numbers. Hydrocycloroquine. If I said it right, if I didn't, well, well, well. 
is the lupus drug. So a lot of people have lupus, which is like, you don't mean to think, no, until you like listen to people talk. But two people I know who have lupus both mention that they take this drug. So, um, I guess they're going to start doing, you know, trial and error on people who have the Rona. People are still dying. Now, more people are recovering than dying, but the Rona is really coming at the old people and un, how can I say it? Immature millennials and immature generation Z's, the iPhoneers, the iGen, I like to say. Um, because in Miami, it was lit, lit. Miami, again, for like people who live in the South, their spring break is March. So they all went to Miami to get lit dick. And now they all lit sick. And it's crazy that there was a video on, I think, another news channel. And them kids like, y'all, you know, like, it's just spring break. Like, we'll just get sick, be fine. But then they legit look sick in the video. But also, Corona got Colleges closed, so those kids on spring break, when they come back, they're not going back to their dorm rooms. They're going back to their parents' house. And if their parents are boomers or uh, Generation X or even millennials, like 40-year-olds, they can be killing their grandparents with the Rona because sometimes you can be asymptomatic. A, no, asymptomatic. Yeah. Oh, well. And that's the case. You don't even know you have it. Like, Idris Elba. Yes, Idris Elba has corona. Tom Hanks and Rita Hanks have corona as well. And, like, a couple of basketball players have corona. Um, I got another theory on that, but I'm not going to say anything. And some of them aren't even showing symptoms. Like, Idris and his wife, Sabrina. And I think KD is showing symptoms. But it's whatever. But some of them aren't even showing symptoms, and they got the corona. So imagine... If you got the Rona, anyone can have it. I feel like I got it sometimes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't cough around me. I'm like, Corona? I'm, I live on myself, mind you. So imagine, like, if I'm coughing, I'm paranoid. The cat gave it to me. Um, but yeah, so it's crazy out here. Legit crazy out here. So what have I been doing the past the time as I've been in the house for the past seven days? Um, three things everybody been doing. TikTok, um, Netflix and chill, or quarantine and chill, or just been on a meditative mindset. Now, the favorite thing I've been doing is TikTok. TikTok videos feel like um, they're usually for the kids, I would say, but they're actually really interesting. Maybe because I'm bored to tell it, I could be on it all day, so that's why it's interesting. But it's like a vine, and... Uh, um, you do challenges, you do dances, you just make up good stuff, fun stuff. And then also because I can't see my kiddos, uh, some of my kids are on TikTok and they follow me. So, I mean, I want a TikTok to be for me, but now I got to make it kid appropriate. But I do miss my kids. So it's like uh, bittersweet to have them on. But I love it. I love the dances. I love the challenges. I love like the creativity of it. It's definitely artsy. So if you are someone who wants to be creative or need time to be creative in this time, get a TikTok. I feel like it'd be the best thing you ever did because it just makes you want to find how you could be your own self with help of others inspiring you. Um, also, I would say I've been uh, quarantine and banging. 
Not really banging. Okay, so as you know, I'm single. AF. Y'all know this because I'm talking about all the time. I was using Facebook dating, which I would say Facebook dating has definitely also helped because these are people you just talk to. People want to talk. They bored. They got time to talk. So just, I was to get a Facebook dating and just chat it up, talk about whatever you want because, again, it's not real. I mean, it's real when you meet somebody, but if if y'all don't meet, it's not real. So pop your shit, exchange some numbers, play what I'm doing right now. One of my Facebook dating friends is playing Sea Battleship on iMessenger. So, you know, do that. Also, um, I'm not social distancing the way everyone needs to because I'm social dickington. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I got my quarantine bay. You know, you made an arrangement. And I'm trying to enjoy my best self. Fucking okay, some something happening, like get active. I think everyone should get them a quarantine bay. I feel like all you have to do is ask the main questions: How you doing? How your family doing? Are you healthy? Now niggas don't lie every day, but you know you really can't fake a fever, and that's really one of those symptoms. And it, I would say, I live alone, so I ain't contacting nobody. So if I got a fever. I could just handle that shit on my own. And if it's really deep, I'd be like, you know, I probably had it already because I work with kids. Wink, wink. So, no, no one could really know. Well, now y'all know what I'm doing, but my stepdad don't know. So, that's all that matters. And, um, because he would be so sad if I got coronavirus. Like, the way he on me about this shit. And if I was to get corona, he would be livid. So, I, I'm not getting the COVID-19, but if I do, I got a plan, a plan B to conquer my plan quarantine bay because... I got, I'm young. I can't let, this is 2020. I can't let 2020 be the year where I don't do what I do best and is live my best life and be my best self. Like, anywho, you got a thought and bop during the quarantine. Like, how you gonna remember the best times? Anywho. And uh, watch some Netflix. Watch, catch up on all the shows that you've been trying to catch up on that you couldn't have because... Shit has been back to back. Like, understand, I feel like 2020 has been drama on drama on drama. We still going through this presidential election. We still got people passing away. Like, no shit. Kobe and Posmo passed away. And this give us a, sil- a moment of silence right now because that shit was not okay. And not even Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant and his daughter passed away. Gianna Bryant. I spoke about that during the last podcast. But then Pop Smoke passed. And that was not supposed to happen because he was too young. All those music was about, you know, like gang violence. And Megan Thee Stallion music about shaking her ass. But she not fucking everybody. Like, you know, we can't have be able to exploit the culture without really being victims of the culture. That's not the story. But rest in peace to both of them. And 2020 has been going really hard. So a lot's been happening. So it's okay to use this time now to focus on being your best self. And also reading up on all TV shows that you haven't seen or work that you haven't done. Like I haven't done none of my college grad work since the semester started. I don't know. I don't know why. What's wrong with me? But I didn't. But I'm doing it now. So. Shout out to me. Shout out to COVID-19 holding me down and giving me time to get my shit together. Um, 
So, hmm, I'll mention some Netflix shows that you can watch or that I've watched in pop culture. But before we get into pop culture, we'll do some politics. Like, you know, my favorite thing to do. And we, so politics got juicy this week. So not only is COVID-19 holding it down and being the main focus conversation right now, politics has got a little scandalous, if I may say myself. But you'll see. So, like said, right now the political field has been political if you're in it. Um, the election so far has dropped down to two candidates, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Now, who am I voting for? Joe Biden. Now, I suck my teeth because I wanted to vote for Kamala Harris. I wanted to vote for, like, I would have even voted for Elizabeth Warren. And, you know, like, she's not my fave because she just, she ain't, she didn't know what she was doing. She had a plan, but her plan didn't have a plan for a plan. So, in my opinion, she didn't really have a plan. She had some ideas. Kamala Harris had bills and had shit happening to say how She's making shit work, but you know, block the black woman, as Reese says. Now, I would say if you have time this week to watch at Black Woman Views on YouTube channel, like Reese be popping her shit, and I love it. So that's my plug for the plug because she be giving me information about not only the election but Kamala Harris, and I love that shit. But like I said, black. The- Block the black women or back of the bus primaries was happening. So Kamala Harris couldn't be my front runner. However, since Elizabeth Warren Warren and Amy Klobuchar have dropped out the race, Kamala Harris has endorsed Joe Biden. And as everyone is assuming, I should assume that would happen, Joe Biden will have Kamala Harris as his VP. Because at the last debate that happened on Sunday... Was it Sunday or Saturday? Friday? Monday? One of these days. Friday. One of these days have passed. Joe Biden declared that he is committed and will definitely have picked a woman to be his vice president. And he is betting to have put a black woman in Supreme Court justice. Now, I keep a little excited because two things. Kamala Harris qualified for both positions. Now, what I'm going to ask my SCOTUS, mm, not really. But I'll definitely, <laughs> that VP position, <laughs> it belongs to her. It belongs to her. Like, honestly, honestly speaking, she deserve it. She's deserving. And I feel like that would definitely have people out here to vote. I mean, we were trying to block the black women, but if Kamala Harris is able to push forth how impactful she's been for black women and black people in general, I think it would definitely start a coalition. And I would think it would have people out here to vote. Now, we still have people who are Team Bernie. And I mean, you could be Team Bernie, but like for me, the reason why I picked Biden over Bernie because where Biden is lacking is his he don't encourage me he don't he don't really enthuse me the way like bernie sanders enthuses his people however bernie sanders is decisive as fuck 
I can't deal with somebody whose message is blame this person because that's how Trump is. I prefer someone who could be like, let's come together. Let's start a coalition and unity. And I feel like Biden could do that because he did it with Obama. And if he could Kamala Harris to be his VP, I promise you, Chef Kiss will have our first black vice president. And she'll be a woman. And she'll be Indian. So, oh, guys, guess what? I'll say that. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. But I gotta mention that also. Um, so yeah, I'm really hoping that happens. That's my preferred um situation. Again, I don't like Bernie because he's just a divisive person. But you know, I can't judge everybody. And Trump's ooh, by the way, since Corona been happening, we've have had both Bernie Sanders and Trump try to say they're gonna give us a COVID nineteen check. Now, allegedly, Trump has said he was giving $1,000 of COVID checks because, mind you, um, like I said, schools are closed. So imagine what else is closed. We got schools closed. We got banks that are closed. Some of them are closed. Um, we have um, my mother. She's a truck driver. She'll be working two days out the week for DOT. Like, we have... People working remotely from home. If you, at first, if any institution that carries over 250, 250 people couldn't be in session. So people are losing their jobs. Retail people are not getting their work hours because, mind you, they wasn't getting work hours anyway because after Christmas, you barely get work hours. So imagine during a fucking non-airborne airborne virus out there like no one going outside so that sunday i went outside with my co-workers understand it was empty empty out there no no my land because covid19 real so people not people out of work and trump was like you know what we got to give a pay family leave check or like you know if you got the virus sick pay leave some all this stuff and pretty much they had thought of the idea of giving people $1,000 for a check, for the COVID-19 check for a month. Um, Bernie jumps on and says, oh, I'll give $2,000 until the shit is fixed per adult. Per adult. And I guess you get extra money for a family. First of all, Stairs and Andrew Yang, Stairs and Kamala Harris, both these people believe in universal basic income. Now, Andrew Yang over Kamala Harris, while like Kamala Harris paying more because she was giving UBI to people who needed it. Again, equity over equality every day for me. And Kamala Harris' plan was um, the, the, lift, the LIFT Act, where if you were um, a working person, um, pretty much working class and lower, and if you were a family, you got $500 a month. And if you were a single person, you got $250 a month. I think you got probably extra money depending on how many kids you have or so on and so forth. And then that was indefinitely until you were not considered working class anymore. And then Andrew Yang, his plan was to do 
uh, how how do you say how do you say uni- universal basic income UBI, which is every per potty eighteen or over gets a check for a thousand dollars. Now I call inflation, but people saying it's not. He said, "Oh, he was an economics person." So was I. But then again, I did not get a um cum laude or whatever it's called. I am not. I was working. So maybe he's right. But I still call inflation, especially a high risk of inflation, because uh, we barely had a rise yet, and we're still inflation. And chips went from being uh. 25 cents when I was probably a kid to like 50 cents to when I became like a 18 to 21 to now two for a dollar 50 lace it's still coming mostly air so what what anywho it's, it's out here 79 cents for a bag of chips yeah like two two for a dollar 50 but they still charge you extra four cents for that extra one bag of chip that's whatever so you know they're going back and forth. People are like, well, I vote for whoever gave me the more money. And, you know, we greedy. So I understand. But that's what's happening. I don't see it happening because Bernie didn't have, have yet to sign a really make a bill happen. He got ideas. But what his bill at? Like, I didn't see a bill for this. I didn't see ideas for this. While Kamala Harris out here trying to free low-level prisoners because coronavirus is spreading in jails because police officers who are correctional officers are still working outside and inside a 250 institution. Plus, most jails are over 250 people institutions. So imagine the jails who are popular. Imagine Rikers, a.k.a. Not a.k.a. BTW Weinstein is in Rikers Island. I repeat, Weinstein's in Rikers Island. And if I someone's about Weinstein right now, I'm not because fuck him. And... Uh, he got 23 years for only this one case. So when he gets charged again for his other case, I'll definitely make sure to bring it up. But uh, Weinstein's in Rikers fucking island. He may have coronavirus and he may give it to the other black people who don't really need to be in jail. So Kamala's trying to write a bill. Not kind to. She wrote a bill, proposed it to the House and the Senate, pretty much saying that um, we should release low-level criminals because this is... For their safety, because not although they have been convicted for a crime, they are still human. Now, Elizabeth Warren and um, Ayanna Presley both dropped an idea like this, but they were asking for Trump to give clemency while Kamala Harris was trying to talk to the man, not 45, but prison, the borough of prisons, because, you know, they make laws. You know, they make shit happen. So, talking to Trump, you know, just Trump ain't going to do shit. And especially not from Warren. So, like, it's just saying, I try versus, like, I'm really trying. I'm really doing. But, you know, <laughs> like I said, I'm KH all day. Anywho, let's get out of the basic politics where I can still get riled up to the juicy gossip. Now, if you don't remember, during the 2018 election, we had two black candidates that were really thriving in uh, the election period. Now, 2018 was a time where we had a rise in women being elected to House Representatives in Congress and where we had innovative ideas that not may have not been able to break through the glass ceiling, but were able to definitely change the momentum of the people. 
And those two people were Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum. Now, Stacey Andrews Abrams was trying to run for governor of, of I guess, Georgia. Didn't happen. Um, Andrew Gillum was trying to run for, like, I think some level of representative in Tallahassee. He lost by 1%. So both these people were kind of, like, low-key snubbed or, like, it was rigged in a sense, if you want to say it. But um, shout-out to Stacey Abrams at that time because she was like, I am not conceding until you count all the votes. Where Andrew Gillum was like, all right, peace. I didn't win. Right then and there, should have told us that he wasn't really for the shits. Because if you lose, and mostly one of these states, now mind you, these states are like real racism. Like Georgia, not real racism, but they red states. So, you know, they have their own ways. But when you vote now, for those who don't vote, I advise you to vote. You know, our next election is coming up in June. I think we'd be done with Corona by then. But if you're a New Yorker, Vote in June. Um, pretty much, I will say, when you're going to vote, if you are not registered to vote, some states allow you to register to vote. I'm not sure Georgia and Florida is our states, but um, I think I know some... I'll, I'll post it on Instagram, so it's, it's there if you want to know. Um, also, when you can vote, you can vote um, an affidavit vote. An affidavit means that your name may not be in the books, but you pretty much are casting your vote, and you're putting it in an envelope, and we count those votes last. Now, those votes are important. They are counted, but they're not. So when, like, election day happens, and it's like you get the results that that minute, those votes weren't counted yet. However, if someone asks to have their vote count, or like, oh, I'll count all the votes, those votes are then counted. They're also counted in the future, but, like, if the person won by, like, 20% or, like, 15%, they really won't have much of an impact versus someone who wins by 1% or like by 0. something percent. You can go actually have those votes counted. And then again, like Trump, we vote in November, but he didn't become president until January. So there's still time to have an official recount. Um, Gillum didn't do it. He didn't really care for it. He was like, I can, I don't, I can see. Then he was like, Oh, actually, I don't see count the votes. But it was like, you don't want this job. Anywho, reason why I'm bringing up Andrew Gillum is because right now coronavirus has taken over the fact that political news that is so juicy is not being said. Andrew Gillum's has been found at a hotel. With drunk out his ass, by the way, like inebriated out his ass, passed out with crystal meth and an escort. Now, to make it salacious, but to still be here for my communities, not mom, but any community that's marginalized is community that I care to be there for and send some shine to. But the salacious fact is that this escort was a man. And uh, yeah, that escort passed out and his pimp or whatever, his head John or whatever, whoever runs out the... Okay, let me say this. Andrew Gale was caught in a hotel with a man with crystal meth. The man is an escort. The escort got a pimp. The pimp was the one who paid for the hotel. His name was on a hotel. So 
I guess there's probably cameras in there or something. And they knew the pop the person was like having an overdose to escort. And that's when they came. And Andrew Gillum was so drunk and inebriated out his ass that he couldn't even sit up to file a police report for the situation. Like, he was found there. And I understand when some shit happens and, like, you could definitely be like, ooh, I am a political figure. It's an election year. Prior to Biden going to the election, I mean, to the debate, he was saying that I could be, not he, but it was out there that I could be a vice president nominee. Or, not even then, just be on a, play a role. Play a role for the cabinet. He was up there. And, homie, was too drunk out his ass to leave a situation where he knew ambulance and the press would be involved. Now, people are considered this the setup, but Demetria L. Lucas, I listened to her podcast, also a podcast I recommend to listen to, mentioned that having a gay man Getting caught with a gay man, Christian Meth, in your possession. <laughs> well, Christian Meth possession, a gay man in your presence. In a hotel, 20 minutes away from your home. Can't be no setup. Because, you know how you set me up? I have something I won't. I'm only going to be there. I'm not going to be that drunk if I don't want it. You know, no means no. And uh, I would have to look like I've been kidnapped to have been somewhere that I don't want to be. So that's out, that's out of it. So obviously this, him being about this life is the problem lies. And I say like him being gay is not the, the really salacious part about it. That's just salacious about the fact that it's going to be mediaized and like out there. It's the fact that you are not only a politician, but she was found with crystal meth in a hotel cheating on your family. Homie, you have a whole family. And if you was a single man, you know, this could probably be like, <laughs> boys will be boys. But you're a husband. Sir, why? You have babies. Ugh. I mean, this is a habit. This ain't a consequence. I mean, this ain't a coincidence. This is a habit, and I thought you got caught up, and or maybe it was a setup. But again, setups only happen if you're able to get caught up in the setup, you know. And sir, I feel bad for your wife and your kids. Um, but that's all I say about the situation because it is scandalous. They have released pictures of the situation of this man, this grown man, and his not so best self. Maybe his birthday suit, but not his best suit. And I would say, you know, don't look at the pictures because that's dehumanizing. But I, I do feel bad for his family. And, but glass half full. This is like the second most important story right now, a salaciousness. And no one's talking about it because of COVID-19. So Andrew Gillum, I think you should be happy that this pandemic happened. And hope that you're able to redeem yourself after this pandemic occurs. Um, I think he put a press conference saying that he's going to step away from public um, 
public house, I mean, not house, but public servicing, maybe be a private citizen and just donate money to charity or something or get in the in-house or the in-house. I don't know how politics works when you get caught out, but sir, blessed be you. Uh, cause, oh Lord, what else happened in politics? Let me see. That's pretty much it. Whew, politics, my mouth is dry. Um, so pop culture, people can't do shit because they're in the house, so nothing's really happening. None of the tea is happening. So let's talk about what's going to happen. Um, ooh, what can you do while you're quarantined? While you wait for quarantine bay to pull up in the Uber, which honestly, Make sure he don't he or she don't sit on your bed with their outside clothes because I'm hearing that Ubers, they're nasty. They're just nasty ass MTAs. Mind you, MTA really clean their shit. Once Corona was happening, they really cleaned like all of the tracks. I mean, not tracks, but like they were cleaning out the MTA. Like I haven't been on a train in the past or a bus in the past like seven days, ten days, but. From what I seen prior, like them trains were clean, like it smelled nice. They cared. Finally, it took a whole virus that a pandemic for you to clean the train. I mean that you could have been doing this, but you haven't. I saw a picture of the benches, light skin, like this. You know how you go sit down on the seats in Broadway Junction or in like Broadway Lafayette, and they like you know they a cognac color, homie. They were like chestnut roasted on an open fire. That's not it, because roasted fire means they're brown, they dark brown still. They were like paper bag light. They were like Jim Crow light. I'm, when I say these wrenches were so clean, no excuse, no excuse why we gotta wait until a full pandemic for you to clean the, uh, the train. Honestly, like, you want jobs? You want jobs? How people clean the train? Because, bruh, I hate it there. I haven't seen a rat in like 11 days, honestly. And I actually love it here because I'm my biggest pet peeve and I'm also like my biggest phobia. So please, after this pandemic is over, that's my advice to MTA. Access MTA. If you have advice, please write them information. Do and one them if you need to. Keep the trains clean because I will pay $3, $4 for a train ticket if my train was clean, like on the, like, if I drop something, I'm not praying I don't get salmonella or gonorrhea from it, for picking it back up. You know? You know? Like I, anywho. Why'd I bring that up? <laughs> I just, it just came to me. But yes, you can't go nowhere, so the trains are clean. So it definitely can't go nowhere. But um, what else happened? Because um, you can't go nowhere. You can do uh, what I did. I didn't do this during um, coronavirus, but I can offer you a discount code maybe. Not maybe, but I can send you the link. If you want the link, I'll tell you how to get Ancestry.com DNA for like $60, 40% off because it's usually $100. And learn some of your ancestry. That's what I did, but I did it like in December or January. And let me tell you guys, I am foreign. But just to be clear, guess what I am? Drum roll, please. Ah, I'm black. 
I know, I know. A surprise to you all. I am a black Nubian princess. And to be specific, I am 50% Nigerian. And to be less specific, I am 91% African. 91% of my ancestry is estimated approximately to be from Africa. So, bitch, when I say I'm black, I am black. The way I talk does not define how black I am because, sis, brother, I am black. Where I come from, who raised me, my trans racial identity does not stop me from being black. So understand I'm hype. And to be, if you said Nigerian, I'm even extra hype because as you know, Nigerians are very prideful and they're very popping. And honestly, I hate the word humble all my life. So it makes all the sense why I am Nigerian. And they obviously are one of the greatest, in my opinion, continents, I mean countries out of Africa because they, they get shit done. And also, I'm um, people I've also known, not known, but people that see me compare me to a lot of people. And so I like, we know we're from the same tribe, but then, you know, slavery and how DNA works definitely makes sense why I look like a lot of people. But people say I look like, um, look like Yvonne Orji from Insecure. She plays Molly. <laughs> the Molly. Uh-uh. You know, we probably are a family. But she is Nigerian, from Nigeria. So, there you go right there. We cousins probably. Some way, somehow, like. But let me tell you the deets. So, I'm 50% Nigerian. I'm 30% Cameroonian, Congo, Southern, Bantu peoples. I'm 12% Mali. Uh, 11% Benign and Tago. 5% Senegal. I am 5% white. 2% of being Irish and Scottish. And I'm 4% Indian. Like, the whole... Country India, 4% of that belongs to me. Nope, said that wrong. I belong, 4% of me belongs to India. But yes, your girl's for a run. I'm probably 4% Indian because I'm from the West Indies. My people, because they trace back all the way to 1750s, they trace back to the Caribbean, which makes sense. My dad's Trinidadian. So, Yes, my people were over here picking sugar canes. That's why I'm sweet as fucking gold. Hopefully, I could read some stories and figure out, like, if my people had rebellions. Because I'm rebellious, but I'm also lazy as fuck, so I don't know. But that means I'm not really still Harriet Tubman, which I really hope I was. Maybe that's just my spirit animal. Oh, well. But, yes, if you're interested, get your um, ancestry DNA. I think... You find out some information, information, and then when we're finally out of COVID, we can take flights and book our flights to go to the country that our people are from. You know, why not? Uh, what else can you do? Um, TikTok. Now, I'm loving this app. Now, the t- app came out, I want to say, probably like six, seven, probably last year. 2019, early in 2019, but it wasn't really grasping on to like older millennials or like, um, you know, old people because we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. I would say boomers took over Facebook, not boomers, but like people who are Generation X, but they're more boomered. Um, and like we have Twitter from like millennials and Gen Xs. And Instagram for like that people. TikTok is definitely late millennial 
early generation Z or how I will call the iGen based on the iPhone. And Generation Z pretty much have taken over this app and made it so popular. Mind you, this app comes from China also. So China not only gave us TikTok, they gave us COVID. No, I don't say they gave us us, but it originated from there. So, you know, I don't want to be like our racist 45 who calls it the Kong flu, who calls it a Chinese virus. Now, Kong flu is funny, but it's racist. So you can't say it. But anyway, um, looking at the glass half full again, China gave us coronavirus, but they gave us TikTok. So, you know, to pass the time, you could be on TikTok. TikTok is pretty much a vine. You got either 15 seconds or 60 seconds. You can upload a video or multiple videos or pictures. And it's pretty much like a slideshow. You can add music to it. There's challenges happening. There's kids and um, millennials legit like being real actors and actresses and just creative as fuck. And I just feel like everyone should be on TikTok. So, you know the vibe. Get a TikTok. Follow me at nasho.west. I'm about to change my name because the kids got my TikTok. Which again, glass half full. I kind of miss them. And so I guess like, to see them do their dances or to see me cook for them. I don't cook for them, but I cook on my Snapchat. I mean my um, TikTok. So it's like, all right, you know, like I miss them, but still. Um, and what else can you do? Like everyone else is doing Netflix and chill. If, with or without quarantine bay, I'm Netflix and chilling with Olive as I get high as a motherfucking kite. And um, I want to give you some shows. Uh, let's start with On My Block. So prior to COVID, quarantine time, um, my scholar was like, Miss Chapman, you know, watch um, On My Block. Season three came out. And I'm like, all right, I'll see what's up. I binge watched the whole thing. Um, if you aren't caught on, I think you should watch it. Season one and two, I'm going to talk about it. Season three, I'm going to just look at it real quick, but I'm not going to give you any spoilers because, you know, you still got time to watch it. Um, season one and two, uh, pretty much these kids, four kids, four to five, but four kids, um, are living in like LA and, um, what's it called? Free Ridge. That's like, I guess, either a real place or not a real place. I'm not from California, so I don't know. But it's pretty much like the hood, like a Crenshaw or like a South Lawson. And gang violence, you know? They're trying to save their, one of their friends from being a gang because his his brother is head of the Santos, a gang. And they go against the Prophets, which is like pretty much Santos, obviously, is the Hispanic gang. And... The prophets are the black gang. Not obviously, but that's what it is. And they go against each other. Um, the show is pretty much, it gives, it's a Hispanic show, um, Afro-Latina, but more like Latin culture. Um, it's good. I enjoyed it. It's very like, makes you think like, wow, are these kids? Are these kids acting? It's PG-14. So um, you enjoy it. Favorite character is Jamal. At first we Monse. Monse, I thought I would like her. Um, Cause you know I'm all here for Afro Latinas, but she annoying. Jamal, a character, I think he's gay, but his character don't want to be in gay in the show. So, I mean, he gave me metrosexual vibes. Um, but the show was funny. The show was actually real. I think I cried to the show like probably four times. 
based on like the how it expanded out. Really good. Um, I recommend it. And I'll talk about the show, actually, season three, next podcast. I mean, I have all the time, so I will definitely be back to about that podcast, to about that show. But um, pretty much this season, after they done found the money, they are now asked to find a person and also surviving what they've been through that came out of 2000. And I think 18, 19, the show came out. I'm not sure. But they're trying to survive from that type of shit that happened in season one and two. So it's really good. I like the, again, my favorite character. Ruby is also adorable, but tell me who you like. Uh, next thing you want to watch is Madam C.J. Walker um, on Netflix. Now, when I say this miniseries is so good it's four episodes it's featuring octavia spencer blair underwood tiffany haddish and they're doing a biopic of madam cj walker now if you don't know i'm black <laughs> remember i'm 90 black i love being black and i just had a whole black history month project in my school last month and we talked about Madison J. Walker. We mentioned how she was the first millionaire, big bank, first black female millionaire at that. So doing shit, holding shit down. It touched on some topics that I feel like I'm going to just dive into because they're really interesting. Um, but it was so good. One topic would be about um, the fact that it, it's, not a, it's not going to be factual. I mean, it's factual, but not actual. So, um, actually a quote from my relay class that the quote mentions, uh, you know, movies like Pearl Harbor and Erin Brockbosch's take artistic license with the facts shaping them. So coherent stories will unfold with a beginning, middle and end. Even biopics about lives of musicians and politicians who are still alive are really absolute truth. So that's what you should go on when you look at a biopic. Not everything will be factual, but it's going to have factual tendencies. So that's why it's based on a true story. Hey, that's also um, 2 Chainz album name. Because he low-key drives attention on himself, but he's not because it's based on a true story. Not the real story, but a true story, basically. Um, one thing about it was that... Um, Episode one, uh, Madison J. Walker, she is pretty much, um, her 1910, just when she discovers that she has a tenacity to be making woman hair care products. She's working with a woman named Addie Monroe. Addie Monroe is a light-skinned woman. And it's prevalent that they want you to understand that Madison J. Walker was either a dark-skinned woman or dark-skinned-ish woman and light skin was definitely prevalent in that time, which is obvious because it's, we still face colorism today. And a conversation I have on this podcast multiple times, so you know how I feel. But pretty much saying how um, Octavia's depiction of Madame T.J. Walker, Sarah Bradley Love, is that she really fought to not only be 
seen as beautiful as a dark-skinned woman, but to say that not all light-skinned women are beautiful. However, she probably had a disdain for light-skinned women. That's how pretty much she perceived Loki. Disdain, I'm going to say, uh, not disdain, but like a... Mm, you could get you a black girl, black girl. Anywho, um, so pretty much uh, Addie Monroe, who basically is based off another black actual person, Annie Monslow, Manslow. But um, Addie Monroe is doing... Um, Man, she did Walker's hair. Pretty much got her, she whatever she was using allowed um, Sarah Bradley her hair to grow back from alopecia. And she's like, "Oh my God, I love this product. Let me sell it." And Adam Monroe was like, "Uh, you not light skin." She didn't say it like that, but she must say you're not light skin. So I don't want to tell my shit. Like you don't perceive beauty, and I don't want your beauty to be a depiction of my product. Now this stirred a pot in. CJ Walker, Madam CJ Walker. So she wound up making her own product and pretty much selling it. And not only selling it, but thriving and passing Addie Monroe or maybe Annie Monslow. So that's episode one. Episode two, she's getting into this stuff. Like she opens a factory. She involves, she wants to open a factory and she meets. Booker T. Washington. She's like, you know, I need to open a factory. I'm going to open a factory is if I have endorsements and investors. Who's the best person to endorse right now? The most famous black man outside of W.E.B. Du Bois in this time is Booker T. Washington. Now, Booker T. Washington, if you took African-American studies, you know that T. Washington a little controversial, especially if you are a hotep. Or maybe if not a hotep, maybe if you are a uh if you believe in Black Lives Matters OD, you can fuck with Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington, people could say call him like a uh a, a Sambo. Not really. I hate to say it because I hate to call black people who thrive in um names like that. But pretty much he even says in like in the episode, like, oh, we could make black ownership. Um, economic entrepreneurship, you know, black people thriving. It's okay to be separate but equal. And that one was like, ooh, whoa, Jim Crow was not okay. So, you know, it tells you right there, he really wasn't on the side of Black Lives Matter. He was probably more like a, maybe a Kanye West of our time versus Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z would be W.E.D. Dubois and Booker T. Washington would be Kanye West. But, you know, like, I like Kanye West. So... I like Jay-Z also. So you can like both of them. Anywho, uh, Booker T. Washington pretty much was not giving women any time of day. And he says to uh, Master J. Walker, well, Octavia Spencer um, playing Master J. Walker, that he don't believe black women should be the face of black people economics in a sense or the the face of the race now on twitter i follow reagan gomez and she's like you really think booker t washington says something like that and he did he know he did if he didn't say that he said something not verbatim to it but definitely close to it because we have men of this day who still say shit like that i'm listening to a podcast i think demetri l lucas said it also um how Umar Johnson and 
Judge Mathis were on a conversation saying how they did not want Harriet Tubman to be on the face of our USD, our currency, because um, a, they feel like a black woman should not be the first black person to be on the face of United States currency, whereas only white men, men have been the face of currency. If we are to change the race, we should not change the gender or the face of that race, in a sense. I mean, y'all got a black president, and a black president was a man. Like, we was, we could barely get a woman president. So, like, how, how do you really feel? But that also comes to the idea where I feel like black men have a problem with gay men or, like, women in general or black women specifically. I say that it's a conversation I'm not going to really have half because I don't want to make this con- this podcast too long, but I'll dive in it. Like, to have that ideology, like, if black people are winning, the only black people that should be winning first and foremost are black men, is so, like, devaluing of the impact that black women have. But I feel like black men want to be equal to white men. And uh, they've seen white men from... Since slavery, I would say, I don't want to say anything prior, prior to that because black men were gracious back then. Maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know. For sure. But based on the history I received, um, black men since slavery have depicted the power that white men have. And wanting that power, they also seen how white men treat white women. And white women, they have power over black men and black women but not power over white men it's, n- it's never been equal for white men and white women it's definitely been like white women are more privileged than black men or black women or non-white people but never more privileged than a white man so black men wanting to be like white men they equate that where black women cannot be greater than black men or closer to white men than black men are, black women being close to white men, as in power structure. Um, I've also read this in many, like even black books, like oh we demasculating the black man, where we're uplifting white, where the white man's uplifting the black woman, versus uplifting the black man to demasculate the family and the households of black people. But I'm just like, I hate that narrative. I feel like we want to let men lead, but as we've seen, it hasn't been productive. In a way where if we had black men and women lead together, how great it would be. Or have you let black women lead and black men took leadership within those roles of black women, helping black women even lead better or graciously. Like, again, to bring it back to politics, it was Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams. And Stacey Abrams, they're both fighting to be representative, I think, gubernational. I don't know what the hell that is, but they're both fighting to be head honcho of whatever they were fighting for. And where Andrew Gillum conceded when he was only 1% away from the votes, Stacey Abrams refused to concede immediately. She wanted to count all the votes. She was a leader in that. Then, right after that, Andrew Gillum's like, oh, I want to, oh, you know, I'll vote. But, I mean, I'll um, count the votes. I don't want to concede yet. You Don't take it back now. You late, homie. But I, it comes to say that 
black women, our intent is to lead and take forth where black men have not been great leaders. And that's okay. When you know how to follow the right leaders, you become leading yourself. And I think black men should give the chance to black women to lead. And I feel like until then, black men will continue to not see women as equals because they don't want women to be better than men. Well, black women's better than black men. And that goes back to, I guess, black men not liking gay men because they feel like, how dare you want to be like a woman? Why don't you be like a man? And a man, we don't do women shit because women can't be leaders to us. Where women can do men shit all the time. Sometimes, but like it's like women can be gay, men can't be gay, especially in the black community. So it was like where women can do what men can do. It's like, oh, it's, it's not frowned upon. Women can wear pants, but a man can't wear a kilt or a skirt be- or a dress because it's like you're demasculating. Whereas women aren't defeminizing, you know, like you gotta be a whole real stud to be defeminizing. And even then, men will try to feminize you. This is a conversation I'm going to get into. I mean, I do, but maybe next week. Or maybe this week because I ain't got shit to do. So, why not talk to you about what I think about? Make it, make it a, a semi-conversation about the podcast. But um, that's just two episodes. So, I'm going to get into the other two episodes. But those episodes get actually real juicy. And I think you should watch that because, ooh, the biopic and based on the true story, they gave us drama, reality, scandals, cheating. You know? I like this shit. So I think you should watch um, Self Made, Matthew J. Walker, based on a true story. And what else am I watching? Ooh. Now, it's not on Netflix. But if you have Own, um, Oprah Winfrey's channel, mind you, Team Oprah still, dead ass. But that's not the story, you know, the conversation we're going to have maybe later on in the week. But um, if you're watching OWN, watch Cherish the Day. Now, I may not be right, but I think the main actress... Okay, Cherish the Day is on OWN. It's a love story. Like, probably like... um, What was also on OWN, but Love Is. If you watch Love Is, ooh, it's probably like Love Is, but the opposite. Instead of a dark-skinned black man, it's a dark-skinned woman and a light-skinned man versus light-skinned woman. But it's really good. And the character who plays in it, her name is... um, Oh. No. I saw a picture of her with um Lakeith Stanford. And ooh, that man fine. If you didn't watch Photograph with him and Easter Ray, you should. It's also a love story. It wasn't too dramatic, but it was also beautiful. Her name is... I'm going to mispronounce it, which makes me so upset because... People mispronounce my name all the time. But it's um, X-Osha, X as in the letter X, Osha, O-S-H-A, um, Rockamore. Rockamore is easy to pronounce, but X-Osha. I don't know. I went to public school. I don't know how to pronounce X. If it ain't Fox or Xylophone, I don't know how to say it. I remember I had a coworker named Hickus. How am I how H turning out to sound like X? It was just a lot. I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know, X-Osha. Capital X, OSHA. But, um, wait, they're saying that Lakeith is dating her. I don't think that's true. But if it is, partner, they've been dating since 2015. First of all, since when? And 
Second of all, I understand this couple because all these beautiful dark people. I didn't know that. Look at us find out something new. Anyway, she plays um, besides Alana Miller. Alana Miller, he fun in his show. Like, he's just so sensitive. Make me want to just have a press for light-skinned men. Like, oh, he's so good looking in this movie. I mean, this show. But uh, Exocious character, his name is Gently. Gently and Evans. And they meet also in L.A., Produced by Ava DuVernay and um, executive produced by Oprah Winfrey, and basically they're like finding themselves. It skips a lot, so it goes from like it's called Cherries a Day. It goes from time to time to time periods of their relationship. And right now I'm in episode seven. It come on Tuesday, so if you want to watch it on streaming, I'm watching it on Wednesday. But if you want to watch it, come on Tuesday, and it's really good. It's so beautiful. It's so like. She said something in the first episode where it's like, won't you want to make people just happy? Like, why would I want to be with somebody to make them happy? And um, Alana Miller's character, Evan, says to her, so what if if you're not happy? Are you going to sit there and be upset? And she goes, no, I wouldn't sit there being sad. He said, then what would you be? He said, I wouldn't be there. That should turn my standards up a whole nother notch. Like, if I'm not happy in a situation, why would I sit uncomfortable in it when I could just leave? Now that mindset is low-key a red flag. And that's why you should watch the show because although it's like a love story in the beginning, the red flags are there and maybe you should look out for the red flags or what would you not do? Like, um, I'm also watching the show because my coworker said, I remind her of the main character. I got to find out if she's Nigerian because if she's Nigerian, I'm telling you, uh, it's meant to be. With a name like Ex-Osha, she was also um, known for Joanne and Precious. <gasps> she played Joanne and Precious? She was fluorescent beige? Oh my gosh. What the heck? I, I miss my podcasting. Like, <laughs> she was, she was, I cannot believe that. They got children together? I'm confused. She got a child. Let me look at her Wikipedia. Where's she from? She's 35. Um, she's Sagittarius also. I knew it because her character. They called her she a Taurus. Her character is a Taurus, but she gave me Sagittarius vibes OD. Um, allegedly, she's with Lakeith Stanford. She's from South Africa. She's from the ex-host people. I don't know how to pronounce it either. X as in the letter X. H-O-S-A, Hosa people of Africa, South Africa. Am I South African? Let me make sure. Maybe, maybe you got ancestors. I'm not South African per se, but I am. What am I? I'm a little South African, like Cameroonian, Congo, Southern Bantu people. That's South Africa also. So we do favor. Maybe she got more than that, but she... She's born from Los Angeles, but her people come from, well, she named out the people from South Africa, so she's probably not really South African. But, um, she dope. She dope. She played, she played for Resident Bay. She was Joanne and Precious. That shit is astonishing. First of all, Rockamore has been in relationship with actor Lakeith Stanford since August 2015. In March 2017, a couple announced that they were expecting their first child together. The baby was born later that June. I did not know she was with this man. Like, 
And still is. Lakeith over here acting real single because that can't be true because Lakeith was on um, Ari Lennox's uh, Instagram saying how he wants to take out on a date to watch Photograph. Can't be true. See, Wikipedia be lying. I'm playing Wikipedia don't be lying, but maybe they had a thing. Maybe they got a child together. I didn't know they even had kids. I don't know. He had kids. He fine too. Look at these fine people. Yeah, he's 28. She's 35. Wow. Who put this out there? Anywho. Um, look, now, don't, make you want to watch it now, right? Go watch it. You should. It's really good. And, um, yeah, I'm, like, shocked. I just learned something before while teaching you guys. So now I'm, like, I love how this life works, you know? Like, we just learn something new every day, B. But... Yeah, it's getting good. I think you should watch it. It's so good. It's so it's a love story, but it's it got good drama. Ava Dunay doing her thing. If you watched the shows before, you know how she's a great director. So get into it. Um, anything else I want to add on? Oh, I'm definitely watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. That come on actually tonight. I got a dick appointment, but if he run late, I'm definitely watching that. And April twelfth is insecure please be ready for that i'll be talking about that also I'll, I'll be here because we don't go back to school till april 20th so i'm definitely talking about dropping insecure and uh, oh if if you're like me also you're watching keeping up with the kardashians and that comes out march 26th that's like a thursday they switched their days from sunday to thursday which also gives me feelings like this show may not be lasting for long but if they're able to exploit their kids better they definitely will have a show. But let me say they just either continue having the show until North is 13. That's another seven years from now. Or stop the show and have like them elevate their life and then bring the show back in when like they're like teen stars on TikTok. But yes, it's been an hour 14 minutes. So let me end this here. Wash your hands. And um, talk to your family. I'm have a group chat. Get work done. At least what I'm doing now, because I'm so lazy. I'm very Taurus rising, and um, and stubborn. Because I'm I'm just get out of bed and just be in bed the whole time. But create a plan. Like what I do. Um, I be okay. I set a plan. I post it either to a friend or on Instagram. Hold me accountable. If you hold me accountable, I am want to do it versus like, if you don't hold me accountable, no one knows I had to do it, so I don't really have to do it. So make a list, make uh, goals, try to use your time wisely during this quarantine, um, meditate, read. I'm reading Smart on Crime by Kamala Harris right now. Um, if you have any book recommendations, let me know. But just get your best self right now. If you are a business person or you're an entrepreneur or you're trying to find yourself, Work on that now. Work on your craft. Um, if you're in stocks, download the stock app. The stocks are down, so maybe it's cheaper to buy right now. Uh, you know, learn how to cook. Get on TikTok. Follow me at nasha.west. Like, you know, do the good stuff. Um, follow my Instagram at enosha.damali. And follow my Twitter at nashawest. You know, do all these things because it's good for your soul and... We're going to be in this together. So again, if you enjoyed this podcast, like, 
Give it to a friend. Share it. Why not? But good talking to you guys. And I hope that you are safe and sound. Ooh, ooh, politics. Um, I'm talking about this. Okay, I'm talking about this next part conversation. But uh, again, vote. Get out and vote. Make sure that you are either writing in the ballot. You could always mail your ballot in. A lot of places are doing early voting, so it won't be crowded. Do not vote on the last minute, last day. You can vote on a Saturday or on a Friday or on a Tuesday if you don't have work that day because you're quarantined. Um, but Jennifer Wise Kumar, I'm looking into her. She's going to be running for a Queens representative, I think. I got a call today about her, and I've been like, all right. I'm down to figure her out. So when I find out more about her, I'll definitely send it to you. Well wishes to your family. And uh, bye.